Love Talk Radio.
God, we're grateful because if it had not been for you, we would not be here. We opened our eyes this morning, God, because you gave us the strength to open our eyes. We were able to rise because you gave us strength in our limbs and the facilities of our body. We were able to get here, God, because you blessed us and brought us the way of safety and did not allow harm to come to us, Lord. We're grateful to again come into your presence because we know where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And as we come before you today, have your way, Lord. Let flesh be crucified that you might be glorified, that your people might be edified in the name of Jesus. For God in you is life. And that's what we seek, God. Life. Eternal life, God. We pray, O oh God, today that you will touch every person that have come seeking you, Lord. Bind the hand of the devil, God. Rebuke the hand of the enemy, Lord. God, let your anointing that resonates in this place even now. God, let there be an outpouring on your people. We need you, God, to take us to another level in you, Lord. God, we're faced with demonic forces, God. Evil spirits have come up against us, Lord, and we need to be fortified with your power. God, we can't make it on our own strength, God. We don't have enough to stand on, Lord, but we know, God, that your joy is our strength. Fill us up on today in the name of Jesus. Somebody have come this morning burdened down, God, with the issues of life, God. Somebody, God, is in the battle of their life. Somebody's, God, fighting in their mind and in their spirit, Lord, where the devil have come in to war against them, Lord. But we thank you, God, because we know greater are you that's within us than he that is within this world, God. We know, God, that you are a deliverer, Lord, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you're no short of your promise, Lord. And you're able to deliver us, Lord. Touch us on today, Lord. We need you like never before. Fill us up with the Holy Ghost, God. And give us a refilling, Lord. But when we leave here today, Lord, we can leave with your anointing, Lord. That as we meet men and women, boys and girls, they might be converted to know who you are, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. We thank you because you are a healer. You're the God that healeth thee. And healing is in your wings. And you're able to touch our feeble bodies. You're able to save our troubled souls. And in the name of Jesus, bind every demon, Lord. Every demonic force, Lord. God that comes to keep us in the same place, Lord. We're willing, God, to surrender and say yes to your will, Lord. We're willing to turn our lives, God, over into your hands, Lord. Because we come to the place, God, where we realize like never before, we need you, Jesus. More than anything we know, we need you, Jesus. While men are trying to find, God, solutions to this chaotic world, God, we're looking to you, Lord. Because we know for every right desire, there is an answer. And Jesus, you're that answer. There's no need for us, God, to turn hither or thither, Lord. We need but to look for you, Lord. Because you're the answer, God, for our trust.
troubled lives, Lord. Touch on the day, God. Break every yoke, oh God. Save on the day, God. Deliver on the day, God. Jesus, we need you, Lord. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. We're crying out to you, Lord. We know that you're able to save our souls. We know that you're able, God, to heal our bodies, Jesus. We know that you're able, God, to turn our situations around. Jesus, no other help we know. No other help we know. No other help we know, God. You're able, Jesus, to deliver our children. You're able, Jesus, to save the unsaved husband. You're able, Jesus, to heal the cancer patient. Nothing too hard for you, Jesus. No other God we know. We know that you're able, Jesus. We know that you're able, Jesus. We say yes to your will, God. Yes to your way, Lord. Have your way, Jesus. And we'll thank you for it. And we'll give your name the praise. And we'll bless you, Lord. Yes, we thank you, Lord. And we bless your holy name. Come on, open your mouth and give the Lord some praise.
no pretty folks. Thank you. But you think your looks got it. Thank you. But I wish I had somebody. Thank you. And don't mind getting them little ugly boys. Thank you. And just say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. When my life could have been cut off. Thank you. And the neighbor didn't even know. Thank you. You let me made it. Thank you. You let me live. Thank you. May not have everything I want, but I thank you for what you gave me. Freedom Doors Ministries, and I come to you live each weekday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and today is June the 21st, 2023, and we are so grateful unto Almighty God for six months and 21 days into this new year, and when I tell you time is going on by, we are almost at the ending of June. Yeah, next week it, it, it most likely will be over. But we thank God. We thank God for the move. We thank him that uh, he's keeping us alive and that he's there for us. And we have a prayer life and a personal Bible study life. And uh, we have the word of God that's working not only for us, but in us and through us. And so we thankful, thankful unto him this morning. Uh, today we're in the book of Genesis, that 17th chapter, and it just so brings back the memories of Abraham was a friend of God, and he counted Abraham's faith as righteousness. And let me tell you something. God is not the booger man. He's not against us. He's for us. His words say, if he be for us, in other words, if he's for us, he's more than the whole world against us. Yeah. So we keep praying and we keep seeking his face and uh, turning from our wicked ways, knowing that we're going to not only hear from God, but he's going to hear from heaven and forgive the sins and heal the land. And listen today. Yeah, I, I just see so much messed up stuff. Every way you look, it's messed up. It's, all we can do is pray. Speak life, speak life. That's all we can do. Because man has chosen some things that is going to have a rotten end. It's going to be the worst ending he ever could imagine or she could ever imagine. It's the generic term, men or women. It, 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 it's just bad. And God is not going to repair it. He's not going to fix it. He's going to get rid of it. 
and bring down a new heaven and a new earth. Just like in the day of Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. Just like in the day of Noah. People paid no attention to the things of God, to the times of God, uh, the ways of God. He, in Noah, they guess what happened there? One man and his family. That's all who was saved. One man and his family, his sons, their wives, and his wife. That's it. And when we look at Sodom and Gomorrah, it was just bad. The angel of the Lord had come. And the men wanted to lay with the angels of God. Now you know, but when you have no regard for what is holy, what is righteous, what is honorable. When you have no regards for that, when you have no nothing, no human decency, no human morals, when you don't have that, you can do anything and make excuses. Oh, God just didn't destroy Sodom and Gomorrah because gay people were there. Of course he didn't. I'm sure fornicators was there, but you're going to pick your sin out. (laughs) Yeah. But we yet got to love people. And when we see the evil, it's not always easy. I can't tell you this is an evil, I mean, an easy way. I can't tell you that. See, if it's easy for you to say you're walking with the Lord and you love him and you this, but you're not truly serving. You're not a servant. Because long many people are users. They're not servants. They're users. And they try to treat God the way they treat people. I'll call on you when I need you. If I don't need you, I, I don't even remember you. they saying now, out of sight, out of mind. And I can understand that. Been there and done that too. But I can't be out of sight, out of mind with God and the work that he called and chose me for. I got to remember these things and get the work done. If I don't get the work done, somebody's going like him because I'm the one he chose to work with them and he chose them to work with me. Yeah, each one of us got to have our own assignments. But are we on the job? Are we really working? Or are we looking out in the world with the same eyes? And seeing what the world sees, not what God said. We got to get it together and, and, and do more. I see churches packed out on Sunday. They call them big ministries, uh, mega ministries. With all those people in each one of those churches, just imagine if each person witnessed. But I've seen them attend these mega ministries like they do uh, name brand shoes and things. I wear Nikes. I wear Reeboks. Uh, uh, this is uh, some one of them designers, you know, uh, uh, Versace or whoever they wear. And that's the way they do church. They go over there because it's a name brand church. They're not going over there to get saved and to live right and go out in the field and in the vineyard and work unto the Lord. 
they looking at people. They think they looking at people looking at them. And some people looking at them say, that's the biggest fool I've ever seen in my life. What kind of fool is that? People spend tons of money to look good so other people can compliment them, especially women. Maybe they got to beat that face just right. They got to get the wide eyebrows. They got to get that eyelashes. See, because nobody's mind is on God. Their mind is on the latest fashion, the latest trend, what the world say about what they're doing. They go to Oprah before they go to God. They'll go to Ellen DeGeneres before they go to God. I hope I pronounced the name right. Steve Harvey before they go to God. Dr. Theo, before they go to God. Yeah. It's a lot of crazy stuff. <laughs> but until we humble ourselves and pray, seeking God's face and turning from our wicked ways, it will get worse before it gets better. And it's going to get worse. Your eyes haven't seen and your ears haven't heard the things that you're going to see and hear about. I was sharing something yesterday and the person told me. Rose Brown, PR. They said, uh, I'm not surprised by this. Okay, I got you. I got you. I'm not surprised by this, uh, by what people doing. I'm not surprised by it. Hold on, let me let me get her in this morning. Uh, because of this, we we've come a long ways, and we have seen so much stuff. Seen so much stuff. It is just ridiculous. Uh, can't get her in. Uh, it's just unimaginable the things that we see the things that we hear. I was looking and I saw a lady. Um, I know she had to be well up in her 70s, let's say. And when I tell you the stuff this woman was talking about the, the younger women, it was ridiculous. I could not believe it. But we got to wake up. And we got to serve God. We got to give him what he wants. Because his will must be done. I, I see too much, even with my grandchildren, and I have to separate myself from them. I love them. I thank God that he allowed me to meet each one of them. But guess what? I can't be with you and you are for what the world says. Your parents mess you up. That's what happened. Because they didn't stay with God. They became boasters. They became lovers of the world. So the children messed up. The scripture said, train up a child in the way it should go. When you get old, you want to depart from it. That's another generic term. That's, that, that's boy or girl. But many haven't done that. They let the world dictate to them what the children should be doing. Now, when grandkids become adults, oh, we, they worse than their parents. 
Yeah. A, a trained man in the word brought him up in the church. And it's on you. And it was on you to train your children. You took them to church, but at home, it, it, it was just crazy. You didn't put your foot down at home and, and teach them the word and say, this is what the word says. And as for me, my house, we're going to obey God. Mm-hmm. It's many like that. Oh, it's sad. Pray, pray, pray. If ever that was the time to pray more, now is that time. Because we're about to see some stuff we never saw before. We're about to hear about some stuff you never heard of happening ever. Why is that, Barbara? The world has become wickeder and wiser. And people think they can do sin and do wrong, and it's explainable. No, 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 ma'am and no, sir. You can explain anything you want, but until you turn from your wicked ways, until you humble yourself and pray, repent unto God, and continue to seek his faith and his word. It's dead word. By yes. Yeah. We are going to our next song of the morning. And uh, when we come back, we're going to come back going straight into reading Genesis this morning. Hallelujah. Let's go to this one. Will you be my light when I cannot see? When I can't take another step, Lord, will you carry me? And when I've lost my fight, will you be my strength? Will you set me a table in the presence of my enemies? I shall not want, I shall not want. Oh, my soul's got a shepherd in the valley and I shall not want. I shall not want, I shall not want. Cause my cock's running over, running over, and I shall not And I will lift my eyes to where my help comes from. And I won't be afraid of the shadow, cause I've seen the sun. No, I will not stop when the way gets hard. Cause the green only grows in the valley. Oh, God. 
Plus, I was dealing with some people and some issues, you know, that they had and some food giving and some out on this. And I, and so, you know, I had a lot going on. And then I was hitting and missing on the show in the morning. I'm just telling you the truth. And, and it got to the point I lost my glasses <laughs> and I couldn't see really. And so I uh, finally found my glasses. What the day is? I think on Monday. Monday I found my glasses in the truck. I knew they were in the truck. I just couldn't remember where they were in the truck. So I just told the truck up on Monday and they was down on the side. Yeah, or the passenger seat. Yeah. And so I thank God for that. I thank God for that. So listen, we are going in um, to take a, a listen to Genesis 14. Yeah, 14. And then we'll come up to 15, 16, and 17. Yeah, y'all bear with me. I'm, I'm hoping to get a little bit further than 17 today because there's some good stuff in here. Great stuff. All right, Brother Lewis, we're going to pray. Okay, all right. I'm in the field. All right, so it should be over in a little bit. We're we, we going to pray, Brother Lewis, and it will be all right in, in Jesus' name. Listen, we are going to Genesis chapter 14, and we're coming on up to 17. Chapter 14. And it came to pass in the days of Amraphel, king of Shinar, and Arioch, king of Elazar, Kedo Aloamer, king of Elam, and Tidal, king of nations, that these made war with Bera, king of Sodom, and with Birsha, king of Gomorrah, Shinab, king of Adma, and Shemaber, king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, which is Zoar. All these were joined together in the vale of Sidim, which is the Salt Sea. Twelve years they served Kedolaomer, and in the thirteenth year they rebelled. And in the fourteenth year came Kedolaomer and the kings that were with him, and smote the Rephaims in Ashtaroth, Kanaim, and the Zuzims in Ham, and the Emims in Shaveh, Kiriathim, and the Horites in the Mount Seir unto El Paran, which is by the wilderness. And they returned and came to En-Mishpat, which is Kedesh, and smote all the country of the Amalekites, and also the Amorites that dwell in Hazazon Tamar. And there went out the king of Sodom, and the king of Gomorrah, and the king of Adma, and the king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, the same as Zoar. And they joined battle with them in the vale of Sidim, with Kedah-Lomer, the king of Elam, and with Tidal, king of nations, and Amraphel, king of Shinar, and Arioch, king of Elisar, four kings with five. And the vale of Sidim was full of slime pits, and the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled and fell there. And they that remained fled to the mountain, and they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah, and all their victuals, and went their way. And they took Lot, Abram's brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom, and his goods, and departed. And there came one that had escaped, and told Abram the Hebrew, for he dwelt in the plain of Mamre, the Amorite, brother of Eshcol, and brother of Aner, and these were confederate with Abram. 
And when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants, born in his own house, 318, and pursued them unto Dan. And he divided himself against them, he and his servants, by night, and smote them, and pursued them unto Hobah, which is on the left hand of Damascus. And he brought back all the goods, and also brought again his brother Lot, and his goods, and the women also, and the people. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him, after his return from the slaughter of Kedolaomer, and of the kings that were with him at the valley of Sheva, which is the king's dale. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And he gave him tithes of all. And the king of Sodom said unto Abram, Give me the persons, and take the goods to thyself. And Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lift up mine hand unto the Lord, the Most High God, the possessor of heaven and earth that I will not take from a thread even to a shoe latchet, and that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou shouldest say, I have made Abram rich, save only that which the young men have eaten, and the portion of the men which went with me, Aner, Eshkol, and Mamre, let them take their portion. Y'all bear with me, I gotta go back. I was reading something. Well, reading as he was reading, and he was reading kind of fast, so I had to read fast to kind of keep up, and then I got a little bit behind. But we're going to the next one, which will be chapter 15. Chapter 15. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is this Eleazar of Damascus? And Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shalt not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad, and said, Look now toward heaven, and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. And he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of Ur of the Chaldees, to give thee this land to inherit it. And he said, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? And he said unto him, Take me an heifer of three years old, and a she-goat of three years old, and a ram of three years old, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he took unto him all these, and divided them in the midst, and laid each piece one against another, but the birds divided he not. And when the fowls came down upon the carcasses, Abram drove them away. And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and lo, an horror of great darkness fell upon him. And he said unto Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge, and afterward shall they come out with their great substance. And thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace, thou shalt be buried in a good old age. But in the fourth generation they shall come hither again, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. And it came to pass that when the sun went down, and it was dark, 
Behold a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between those pieces. In the same day the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, Unto thy seed have I given this land from the river of Egypt unto the great river, the river Euphrates, the Kenites and the Kenizzites and the Kadmonites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Rephaims and the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Girgashites and the Jebusites. All right, we're we, we moving right on. So we see now uh, where they are. They went to war and this and that. And um, Abraham, you know, said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up mine hand unto the Lord, the Most High God, the processor of heaven and earth, that I will not take from a thread even to a shoelace, and that I will not take anything that is thine, lest I should have said, I have made Abraham rich. Yeah, it was some stuff going on. But this is still a bit past uh, the beginning. Yeah. God had a purpose and a plan for his people. Even in the beginning with Adam and Eve. Yeah, he had a plan for his people. But the people that... As today, they, they never wanted the plan of God. Yeah. They won't. And they want to do it how they want to do it. But we got to go back to that old path as often as possible and take a look around. Yeah. This is what we got to do. And we will be all right. We will be all right in Jesus' name. So we're moving just a little bit further this morning and we're going on into... Is it 16? Let, let me look and see if this is what I just downloaded. Okay, I think I just downloaded 16. All right. So we're moving right along. And, um, okay, I have to refresh. Y'all bear with me because I, I want the words pronounced right, too. All right. And we're off. Chapter 16. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, bare him no children, and she had an handmaid, an Egyptian, whose name was Hagar. And Sarai said unto Abram, Behold now, the Lord hath restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go in unto my maid. It may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abram hearkened to the voice of Sarai. And Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, after Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan, and gave her to her husband Abram to be his wife. And he went in unto Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her eyes. And Sarai said unto Abram, My wrong be upon thee. I have given my maid into thy bosom. And when she saw that she had conceived, I was despised in her eyes. The Lord judge between me and thee. But Abram said unto Sarai, Behold, thy maid is in thy hand. Do to her as it pleaseth thee. And when Sarai dealt hardly with her, she fled from her face. And the angel of the Lord found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness, by the fountain in the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarai's maid, whence camest thou, and whither wilt thou go? And she said, I flee from the face of my mistress Sarai. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Return to thy mistress, and submit thyself under her hands. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, I will multiply thy seed exceedingly that it shall not be numbered for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, 
Behold, thou art with child, and shalt bear a son, and shalt call his name Ishmael, because the Lord hath heard thy affliction. And he will be a wild man. His hand will be against every man, and every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. And she called the name of the Lord that spake unto her, Thou God seest me. For she said, Have I also here looked after him that seeth me? Wherefore the well was called Beer Lahairoi. Behold, it is between Kadesh and Bared. And Hagar bare Abram a son. And Abram called his son's name, which Hagar bare, Ishmael. And Abram was fourscore and six years old when Hagar bare Ishmael to Abram. We move it on, we move it on, we're keeping it going. Uh, okay. We have 17, 17. Yes, sir, it did, Pastor David. God spoke to him and he believed. This is why God counted his faith as righteousness. Oh, yeah. So we're moving on now. We're at verse 17. Genesis 17. And when Abram was ninety years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me, and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee, and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee. And I will make thee exceeding fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee, in their generations, for an everlasting covenant, to be a God unto thee, and to thy seed after thee. And I will give unto thee, and to thy seed after thee, the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. And God said unto Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant therefore, thou and thy seed after thee in their generations. This is my covenant, which ye shall keep, between me and you and thy seed after thee. Every man-child among you shall be circumcised, and ye shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a token of the covenant betwixt me and you. And he that is eight days old shall be circumcised among you. Every man-child in your generations, he that is born in the house, or bought with money of any stranger, which is not of thy seed. He that is born in thy house, and he that is bought with thy money, must needs be circumcised, and my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. And the uncircumcised man-child, whose flesh of his foreskin is not circumcised, that soul shall be cut off from his people. He hath broken my covenant. And God said unto Abraham, As for Sarai thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall her name be. And I will bless her, and give thee a son also of her. Yea, I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. Then Abraham fell upon his face and laughed, and said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is an hundred years old? And shall Sarah that is ninety years old bear? 
And Abraham said unto God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. And God said, Sarah thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant, and with his seed after him. And as for Ishmael, I have heard thee. Behold, I have blessed him, and will make him fruitful, and will multiply him exceedingly. Twelve princes shall he beget, and I will make him a great nation. But my covenant will I establish with Isaac, which Sarah shall bear unto thee at this set time in the next year. And he left off talking with him, and God went up from Abraham. And Abraham took Ishmael his son, and all that were born in his house, and all that were bought with his money, every male among the men of Abraham's house, and circumcised the flesh of their foreskin in the selfsame day, as God had said unto him. And Abraham was ninety years old and nine, when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. And Ishmael his son was thirteen years old, when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. In the selfsame day was Abraham circumcised, and Ishmael his son, and all the men of his house, born in the house, and bought with money of the stranger, were circumcised with him. Okay, y'all bear with me. I gotta, I gotta hear that. I gotta refresh it. Okay, Bungalow, you should be good in the chat. Chapter 18. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. And he lift up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door, and bowed himself toward the ground, and said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched, and wash your feet, and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will fetch a morsel of bread, and comfort ye your hearts. After that ye shall pass on, for therefore are ye come to your servant. And they said, So do as thou hast said. And Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah, and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes upon the hearth. And Abraham ran unto the herd, and fetched a calf tender and good, and gave it unto a young man. And he hasted to dress it. And he took butter and milk, and the calf which he had dressed, and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree, and they did eat. And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life, and lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, after I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also? And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Then Sarah denied, saying, I laugh not, for she was afraid. And he said, Nay, but thou didst laugh. And the men rose up from thence, and looked toward Sodom. And Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. And the Lord said, 
Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him? For I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken of him. And the Lord said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it which is come unto me, and if not, I will know. And the men turned their faces from thence and went toward Sodom, but Abraham stood yet before the Lord. And Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Peradventure, there be fifty righteous within the city, wilt thou also destroy and not spare the place for the fifty righteous that are therein? That be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked, that be far from thee, shall not the judge of all the earth do right? And the Lord said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. And Abraham answered and said, Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which am but dust and ashes. Peradventure there shall lack five of the fifty righteous. Wilt thou destroy all the city for lack of five? And he said, If I find there forty and five, I will not destroy it. And he spake unto him yet again, and said, Peradventure there shall be forty found there. And he said, I will not do it for forty's sake. And he said unto him, O oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak. Peradventure there shall thirty be found there. And he said, I will not do it if I find thirty there. And he said, Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord. Peradventure there shall be twenty found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for twenty's sake. And he said, O oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak yet but this once. Peradventure ten shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. And the Lord went his way, as soon as he had left communing with Abraham. And Abraham returned unto his place. Refresh. Y'all bear with me here. Okay. We on Genesis 20. Chapter 20. And Abraham journeyed from thence toward the south country, and dwelled between Kadesh and Shur, and sojourned in Gerar. And Abraham said of Sarah his wife, She is my sister. And Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night, and said to him, Behold, thou art but a dead man, for the woman which thou hast taken, for she is a man's wife. But Abimelech had not come near her, and he said, Lord, wilt thou slay also a righteous nation? Said he not unto me, She is my sister? And she, even she herself, said, He is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and innocency of my hands have I done this. And God said unto him in a dream, Yea, I know that thou didst this in the integrity of thy heart, for I also withheld thee from sinning against me. Therefore suffered I thee not to touch her. Now therefore restore the man his wife, for he is a prophet, and he shall pray for thee, and thou shalt live. And if thou restore her not, know thou that thou shalt surely die, thou and all that are thine. 
Therefore Abimelech rose early in the morning, and called all his servants, and told all these things in their ears. And the men were sore afraid. Then Abimelech called Abraham, and said unto him, What hast thou done unto us? And what have I offended thee, that thou hast brought on me and on my kingdom a great sin? Thou hast done deeds unto me that ought not to be done. And Abimelech said unto Abraham, What sawest thou that thou hast done this thing? And Abraham said, Because I thought, Surely the fear of God is not in this place, and they will slay me for my wife's sake. And yet indeed she is my sister, she is the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother, and she became my wife. And it came to pass, when God caused me to wander from my father's house, that I said unto her, This is thy kindness which thou shalt shew unto me, at every place whither we shall come, say of me, He is my brother. And Abimelech took sheep and oxen and men servants and women servants, and gave them unto Abraham, and restored him Sarah his wife. And Abimelech said, Behold, my land is before thee, dwell where it pleaseth thee. And unto Sarah he said, Behold, I have given thy brother a thousand pieces of silver. Behold, he is to thee a covering of the eyes, unto all that are with thee, and with all other. Thus she was reproved. So Abraham prayed unto God, and God healed Abimelech and his wife, and his maidservants, and they bare children. For the Lord had fast closed up all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. All right, we're getting there, we're getting there. Chapter 20. And Abraham journeyed from thence toward the south country, and dwelled between Kadesh and Shur, and sojourned in Gerar. And Hold on, we're going to one song, and then I'm going back. Can I talk to you? I know you got some questions. What's the hardest thing you're going through? Let's talk about it. Talking about mountains, talking about pain. Talking about my life, when will it change? Talking about all things. I can do all things Talking about nights I lose my way And my dreams better than erased Talking about all things I said I can do all things I understand I know
21. And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age at the set time of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son that was born unto him, whom Sarah bare to him, Isaac. And Abraham circumcised his son Isaac, being eight days old, as God had commanded him. And Abraham was an hundred years old when his son Isaac was born unto him. And Sarah said, God hath made me to laugh, so that all that hear will laugh with me. And she said, Who would have said unto Abraham that Sarah should have given children suck? For I have borne him a son in his old age. And the child grew and was weaned, and Abraham made a great feast the same day that Isaac was weaned. And Sarah saw the son of Hagar the Egyptian, which she had borne unto Abraham, mocking. Wherefore she said unto Abraham, Cast out this bondwoman and her son. For the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, even with Isaac. And the thing was very grievous in Abraham's sight because of his son. And God said unto Abraham, Let it not be grievous in thy sight because of the lad, and because of thy bondwoman. In all that Sarah hath said unto thee, hearken unto her voice, for in Isaac shall thy seed be called. And also of the son of the bondwoman will I make a nation, because he is thy seed. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, and took bread and a bottle of water, and gave it unto Hagar, putting it on her shoulder, and the child, and sent her away. And she departed, and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. And the water was spent in the bottle, and she cast the child under one of the shrubs. And she went, and sat her down over against him a good way off, as it were a bowshot. For she said, Let me not see the death of the child. And she sat over against him, and lift up her voice, and wept. And God heard the voice of the lad, and the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven, and said unto her, What aileth thee, Hagar? Fear not, for God hath heard the voice of the lad where he is. Arise, lift up the lad, and hold him in thine hand, for I will make him a great nation. And God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water, and she went and filled the bottle with water, and gave the lad drink. And God was with the lad, and he grew and dwelt in the wilderness, and became an archer. And he dwelt in the wilderness of Paran, and his mother took him a wife out of the land of Egypt. And it came to pass at that time that Abimelech and Phicol, the chief captain of his host, spake unto Abraham, saying, God is with thee in all that thou doest. Now therefore swear unto me here by God that thou wilt not deal falsely with me, nor with my son, nor with my son's son, but according to the kindness that I have done unto thee, thou shalt do unto me, and to the land wherein thou hast sojourned. And Abraham said, I will swear. And Abraham reproved Abimelech because of a well of water, which Abimelech's servants had violently taken away. And Abimelech said, I wot not who hath done this thing, neither didst thou tell me, neither yet heard I of it, but today. And Abraham took sheep and oxen, and gave them unto Abimelech, and both of them made a covenant. And Abraham set seven ewe lambs of the flock by themselves. And Abimelech said unto Abraham, What mean these seven ewe lambs which thou hast set by themselves? And he said, For these seven ewe lambs shalt thou take of my hand, that they may be a witness unto me, that I have digged this well. Wherefore he called that place Beersheba, because there they swear both of them. Thus they made a covenant at Beersheba. Then Abimelech rose up, and Phicol, the chief captain of his host, and they returned into the land of the Philistines. And Abraham planted a grove in Beersheba, and called there on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God. 
and Abraham sojourned in the Philistines' land many days. Chapter 21 And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age at the set time of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son that was born unto him, whom Sarah bare to him, Isaac. And Abraham circumcised his son Isaac, being eight days old, as God had commanded him. And Abraham was an hundred years old when his son Isaac was born unto him. And Sarah said, God hath made me to laugh, so that all that hear will laugh with me. And she said, Who would have said unto Abraham that Sarah should have given children suck, for I have borne him a son in his old age? And the child grew and was weaned, and Abraham made a great feast the same day that Isaac was weaned. And Sarah saw the son of Hagar the Egyptian, which she had borne unto Abraham, mocking. Wherefore she said unto Abraham, Cast out this bondwoman and her son, for the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, even with Isaac. And the thing was very grievous in Abraham's sight because of his son. And God said unto Abraham, Let it not be grievous in thy sight because of the lad, and because of thy bondwoman. In all that Sarah hath said unto thee, hearken unto her voice. I am so sorry. Chapter 22. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham, and said unto him, Abraham. And he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, and saddled his ass, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up, and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes, and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship, and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering, and laid it upon Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand, and a knife, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there, and laid the wood in order, and bound Isaac his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand, and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven, and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram, and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time, and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing, 
and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned unto his young men, and they rose up and went together to Beersheba. And Abraham dwelt at Beersheba. And it came to pass after these things that it was told Abraham, saying, Behold, Milcah, she hath also borne children unto thy brother Nahor, whose his firstborn, and Booz his brother, and Kemuel the father of Aram, and Chezed, and Hazo, and Pildash, and Jidlaf, and Bethuel. And Bethuel begat Rebekah. These eight Milcah did bear to Nahor, Abraham's brother. And his concubine, whose name was Reumah, she bare also Teba, and Gaham, and Thehash, and Meacha. Chapter 23 And Sarah was an hundred and seven and twenty years old. These were the years of the life of Sarah. And Sarah died in Kirjath Arba, the same as Hebron, in the land of Canaan. And Abraham came to mourn for Sarah, and to weep for her. And Abraham stood up from before his dead, and spake unto the sons of Heth, saying, I am a stranger and a sojourner with you. Give me a possession of a burying place with you, that I may bury my dead out of my sight. And the children of Heth answered Abraham, saying unto him, Hear us, my lord, thou art a mighty prince among us. In the choice of our sepulchres bury thy dead. None of us shall withhold from thee his sepulchre, but that thou mayest bury thy dead. And Abraham stood up and bowed himself to the people of the land, even to the children of Heth. And he communed with them, saying, If it be your mind that I should bury my dead out of my sight, hear me, and entreat for me to Ephron the son of Zohar, that he may give me the cave of Mechpala, which he hath, which is in the end of his field. For as much money as it is worth, he shall give it me for a possession of a burying place amongst you. And Ephron dwelt among the children of Heth. And Ephron the Hittite answered Abraham in the audience of the children of Heth, even of all that went in at the gate of his city, saying, Nay, my lord, hear me. The field give I thee, and the cave that is therein I give it thee. In the presence of the sons of my people give I it thee. Bury thy dead. And Abraham bowed down himself before the people of the land. And he spake unto Ephron in the audience of the people of the land, saying, But if thou wilt give it, I pray thee, hear me. I will give thee money for the field, take it of me, and I will bury my dead there. And Ephron answered Abraham, saying unto him, My lord, hearken unto me, the land is worth four hundred shekels of silver, which is that betwixt me and thee, bury therefore thy dead. And Abraham hearkened unto Ephron, and Abraham weighed to Ephron the silver which he had named in the audience of the sons of Heth, four hundred shekels of silver, current money with the merchant. And the field of Ephron, which was in Machpelah, which was before Mamre, the field and the cave which was therein, and all the trees that were in the field, that were in all the borders round about, were made sure. Unto Abraham for a possession, in the presence of the children of Heth, before all that went in at the gate of his city. And after this Abraham buried Sarah his wife in the cave of the field of Machpelah, before Mamre, the same as Hebron in the land of Canaan. And the field and the cave that is therein were made sure unto Abraham for a possession of a burying place by the sons of Heth. Chapter 24 And Abraham was old and well stricken in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. 
And Abraham said unto his eldest servant of his house, that ruled over all that he had, Put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh, and I will make thee swear by the Lord, the God of heaven, and the God of the earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell. But thou shalt go unto my country, and to my kindred, and take a wife unto my son Isaac. And the servant said unto him, Peradventure, the woman will not be willing to follow me unto this land. Must I needs bring thy son again unto the land from whence thou camest? And Abraham said unto him, Beware thou that thou bring not my son thither again. The Lord God of heaven, which took me from my father's house, and from the land of my kindred, and which spake unto me, and that swear unto me, saying, Unto thy seed will I give this land. He shall send his angel before thee, and thou shalt take a wife unto my son from thence. And if the woman will not be willing to follow thee, then thou shalt be clear from this my oath. Only bring not my son thither again. And the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham his master, and swear to him concerning that matter. And the servant took ten camels of the camels of his master, and departed. For all the goods of his master were in his hand. And he arose, and went to Mesopotamia, unto the city of Nahor. And he made his camels to kneel down without the city by a well of water at the time of the evening, even the time that women go out to draw water. And he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day, and shew kindness unto my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city come out to draw water. And let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I say, Let down thy pitcher, I pray thee that I may drink, and she shall say, Drink, and I will give thy camels drink also. Let the same be she that thou hast appointed for thy servant Isaac. And thereby shall I know that thou hast shewed kindness unto my master. And it came to pass, before he had done speaking, that, behold, Rebekah came out, who was born to Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, with her pitcher upon her shoulder. And the damsel was very fair to look upon, a virgin, neither had any man known her. And she went down to the well and filled her pitcher and came up. And the servant ran to meet her and said, Let me, I pray thee, drink a little water of thy pitcher. And she said, Drink, my lord. And she hasted and let down her pitcher upon her hand and gave him drink. And when she had done giving him drink, she said, I will draw water for thy camels also, until they have done drinking. And she hasted and emptied her pitcher into the trough, and ran again unto the well to draw water, and drew for all his camels. And the man wondering at her held his peace, to wit whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. And it came to pass, as the camels had done drinking, that the man took a golden earring of half a shekel weight, and two bracelets for her hands of ten shekels weight of gold, and said, Whose daughter art thou? Tell me, I pray thee. Is there room in thy father's house for us to lodge in? And she said unto him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, which she bare unto Nahor. She said moreover unto him, We have both straw and provender enough, and room to lodge in. And the man bowed down his head and worshipped the Lord, and he said, Blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who hath not left destitute my master of his mercy and his truth. I being in the way, the Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. And the damsel ran and told them of her mother's house these things. And Rebekah had a brother, and his name was Laban. And Laban ran out unto the man unto the well. 
And it came to pass, when he saw the earring and bracelets upon his sister's hands, and when he heard the words of Rebekah his sister, saying, Thus spake the man unto me, that he came unto the man, and behold, he stood by the camels at the well. And he said, Come in, thou blessed of the Lord, wherefore standest thou without? For I have prepared the house and room for the camels. And the man came into the house, and he girded his camels, and gave straw and provender for the camels, and water to wash his feet, and the men's feet that were with him. And there was set meat before him to eat. But he said, I will not eat until I have told mine errand. And he said, Speak on. And he said, I am Abraham's servant, and the Lord hath blessed my master greatly, and he has become great, and he hath given him flocks and herds and silver, and gold and men servants and maid servants, and camels and asses. And Sarah, my master's wife, bare a son to my master when she was old, and unto him hath he given all that he hath. And my master made me swear, saying, Thou shalt not take a wife to my son of the daughters of the Canaanites, in whose land I dwell. But thou shalt go unto my father's house, and to my kindred, and take a wife unto my son. And I said unto my master, Peradventure the woman will not follow me. And he said unto me, The Lord before whom I walk will send his angel with thee, and prosper thy way, and thou shalt take a wife for my son of my kindred, and of my father's house. Then shalt thou be clear from this my oath, when thou comest to my kindred, and if they give not thee one, thou shalt be clear from my oath. And I came this day unto the well, and said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, if now thou do prosper my way which I go, behold, I stand by the well of water, and it shall come to pass that when the virgin cometh forth to draw water, and I say to her, Give me, I pray thee, a little water of thy pitcher to drink, and she say to me, Both drink thou, and I will also draw for thy camels. Let the same be the woman whom the Lord hath appointed out for my master's son. And before I had done speaking in mine heart, behold, Rebekah came forth with her pitcher on her shoulder, and she went down unto the well and drew water. And I said unto her, Let me drink, I pray thee. And she made haste, and let down her pitcher from her shoulder, and said, Drink, and I will give thy camels drink also. So I drank, and she made the camels drink also. And I asked her, and said, Whose daughter art thou? And she said, The daughter of Bethuel, Nahor's son, whom Milcah bare unto him. And I put the earring upon her face, and the bracelets upon her hands. And I bowed down my head, and worshipped the Lord, and blessed the Lord God of my master Abraham, which had led me in the right way to take my master's brother's daughter unto his son. And now, if ye will deal kindly and truly with my master, tell me, and if not, tell me, that I may turn to the right hand or to the left. Then Laban and Bethuel answered and said, The thing proceedeth from the Lord. We cannot speak unto thee bad or good. Behold, Rebekah is before thee. Take her and go, and let her be thy master's son's wife, as the Lord hath spoken. And it came to pass that when Abraham's servant heard their words, he worshipped the Lord, bowing himself to the earth. And the servant brought forth jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment and gave them to Rebekah. He gave also to her brother and to her mother precious things. And they did eat and drink, he and the men that were with him, and tarried all night. And they rose up in the morning, and he said, Send me away unto my master. And her brother and her mother said, Let the damsel abide with us a few days, at the least ten. After that she shall go. And he said unto them, Hinder me not, seeing the Lord hath prospered my way. Send me away that I may go to my master. And they said, We will call the damsel, and inquire at her mouth. 
And they called Rebekah and said unto her, Wilt thou go with this man? And she said, I will go. And they sent away Rebekah their sister, and her nurse, and Abraham's servant, and his men. And they blessed Rebekah and said unto her, Thou art our sister, be thou the mother of thousands of millions, and let thy seed possess the gate of those which hate them. And Rebekah arose and her damsels, and they rode upon the camels and followed the man. And the servant took Rebekah and went his way. And Isaac came from the way of the well Lehi-Roi, for he dwelt in the south country. And Isaac went out to meditate in the field at the eventide. And he lifted up his eyes and saw, and behold, the camels were coming. And Rebekah lifted up her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she lighted off the camel. For she had said unto the servant, What man is this that walketh in the field to meet us? And the servant had said, It is my master. Therefore she took a veil and covered herself. And the servant told Isaac all things that he had done. And Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent and took Rebekah, and she became his wife, and he loved her. And Isaac was comforted after his mother's death.
spreading the love worldwide. www.jesusinthemorningradio.com Chapter 25 Then again Abraham took a wife, and her name was Keturah. And she bare him Zimran, and Jokshan, and Midan, and Midian, and Ishbak, and Shua. And Jokshan begat Sheba and Dedan. And the sons of Dedan were Ashurim, and Letushim, and Leumim. And the sons of Midian, Ephah, and Epher, and Hanoch, and Abida, and Eldea. All these were the children of Keturah. And Abraham gave all that he had unto Isaac. But unto the sons of the concubines which Abraham had, Abraham gave gifts, and sent them away from Isaac his son, while he yet lived eastward unto the east country. And these are the days of the years of Abraham's life which he lived, an hundred threescore and fifteen years. Then Abraham gave up the ghost, and died in a good old age, an old man, and full of years, and was gathered to his people. And his sons, Isaac and Ishmael, buried him in the cave of Machpelah, in the field of Ephron, the son of Zohar the Hittite, which is before Mamre. The field which Abraham purchased of the sons of Heth, there was Abraham buried, and Sarah his wife. And it came to pass after the death of Abraham that God blessed his son Isaac, and Isaac dwelt by the well Lehi-Roi. Now these are the generations of Ishmael, Abraham's son, whom Hagar the Egyptian, Sarah's handmaid, bare unto Abraham. And these are the names of the sons of Ishmael, by their names according to their generations, the firstborn of Ishmael, Nebajoth, and Kedar, and Adbil, and Mibsam, and Mishma, and Duma, and Masa, Hadar, and Tema, Jetur, Nephish, and Kidema. These are the sons of Ishmael, and these are their names by their towns and by their castles, twelve princes according to their nations. And these are the years of the life of Ishmael, an hundred and thirty and seven years. And he gave up the ghost and died and was gathered unto his people. And they dwelt from Havilah unto Shur, that is before Egypt, as thou goest toward Assyria. And he died in the presence of all his brethren. And these are the generations of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham begat Isaac, and Isaac was forty years old when he took Rebekah to wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian of Padan Aram, the sister of Laban the Syrian. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife, because she was barren. And the Lord was entreated of him, and Rebekah his wife conceived. And the children struggled together within her, and she said, If it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels, and the one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. And when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. And the first came out red all over like an hairy garment, and they called his name Esau. And after that came his brother out, and his hand took hold on Esau's heel, and his name was called Jacob. And Isaac was threescore years old when she bare them. And the boys grew, and Esau was a cunning hunter, a man of the field, and Jacob was a plain man dwelling in tents. And Isaac loved Esau, because he did eat of his venison, but Rebekah loved Jacob. And Jacob sawed pottage, and Esau came from the field, and he was faint. And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. And Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die, and what profit shall this birthright do to me? And Jacob said, Swear to me this day. And he sware unto him, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. 
Then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils, and he did eat and drink and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. So we get we get to see, if you're keeping up, we get to see how Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob come about. Uh, we got to see in their old age, Sarah and Abraham had their first son in their old age. And they were believing they were too old, although God spoke and said he was going to give Abraham a son. And so in, in their old age, he did just that. And we got to see some other things here. Listen, I want to share this. These were older times, of course. But God does not change. Neither does his word. He was that way yesterday. He's that way today. And he will be that way forevermore. What we got to do is hold on to him. Hold on to God's word. Yeah. We won't be disappointed. I know everybody else may be doing everything else and some truth they don't like or none of the truth about God they don't like. They pick and point and, you know, share what they want and they select what they want to do. And the rest of it is like they throw it to the wind. But I'm here to tell you, God will not be mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. And there's a day coming when we each have to stand before God for what we've done in this life, what we've done in this life, especially from 12 years old up, we're going to have to give an account. And what will we be able to tell God? I, I think on this, those who don't like the truth, certain things they don't like about God, because it can't be me you don't like. I, it's not my word. I wasn't there when God inspired man to write it, but I believe it, and I know it's the truth. But what would we be able to tell God? Good morning, Sion. God bless you this morning. What would I be able to tell him? Well, Lord, I, what? <laughs> I sent men to teach you. I sent women to teach you. I taught you myself. I gave you the interpretation of my word. What excuse do you have? Say, I won't have no excuse. Because I didn't take time for God. I took time for everything else but him. Took time to talk on the phone. Took time to hang out or whatever. But did not take time for almighty God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I looked at that, uh, uh, Pastor David. In chapter 15, and it said, God spoke to Abraham, and he believed. Yet in the very next chapter, he goes against the word of God. Yeah. But we got to hold on, because in that next chapter, then he get what he got. Sarah come to him and told him, look here, I'm old, I ain't having no children. Go on and get with the handmaiden and get your son, because I know that's what you really want. That's not what God told him to do. Uh-uh. And a lot of times we do all of this. The words say do this, we do that. And thank God got an excuse for us. We, well, we have an excuse for him, and he gonna, he's going to accept that excuse. Now we got to come clean. Because he said if you know it is wrong and you do it, it is a sin. It's no longer wrongdoing. You don't sin against God. 
And in certain sins, you sin against yourself. Mm-hmm. I know fornication, adultery, you're sinning against yourself. If you're putting things in your body that you shouldn't put in there, too much alcohol, too much drugs, a, a, a drug period that wasn't prescribed for you to make you feel better, you're sinning against your body. You're sinning against God because he said be of a sober mind. But then you're sinning against your body. And the reason I know it, most people that abuse alcohol and abuse it for years, they come up with kidney problems, liver problems, mainly liver. Their skin becomes rubbery and sweaty looking. Yeah, you sinned against that body. But this is the thing. If we can hold on to the word of God, make it come alive in our lives. Make the word of God come alive because it's a living word. It is a living word. The word of God inspires. It, 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 it does what he sent it out to do. But we, we want to hold on to the word. People don't like the truth. And they want all these instructions and uh, line by line. They, they want all kind of stuff when they're not living what he already gave them. He's sending it. He's that kind of God because he loves us. He keeps sending it. Mm-hmm. Many days he keep holding on. He keep waiting for us to come to him and pray for instructions of his word. My prayer is, Lord, teach me your word. Give me understanding and teach me and show me how to apply it to my everyday life. Uh-huh. Yeah. Somebody's going to say, well, I knew all of this and I knew, but this is what he said. We got to do some work. And many are afraid or shy or shame or something. Mm-hmm. But when have I did it to the least? I mean, when have I rejected what you said about being a help to your people? You got to do it to the least one. Sometimes you got to do it to people that you don't like. You got to give a piece of bread, a glass of water. You got to go over and see about them. They sweat and they full of fever. You got to take them to the emergency room. It wasn't your pastor. It wasn't a supervisor on the job. It wasn't people walking around with the Nikes on and, and the Louis Vuittons and all this stuff on, name brand stuff. It wasn't them. It was people who lived a regular life. They didn't have a huge savings account. It wasn't in the spotlight. It wasn't the ones that everybody was running over there hanging out with. He said, when you did it unto the least of these, you've done it unto me. Well, who were these people? Those that are sick, widowers. Those that are in jails and prisons. What we doing? What we doing? Those that don't have money. Those that don't have food to eat. That those that are not paying bills on time. <laughs> but the people want to fool you like 
If you're not paying your bills on time, if you don't have it like that, then you're missing God. He said the poor will always be among us. Now, he said it, I didn't. And sometimes we just have to pray people back in a place with God. He's married to the backslider. And many have gone back. They knew God. They knew of God, but they went back. He took too long. They wasn't praying for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. So this thing got boring to them. They started clubbing because clubbing was more exciting. They started going to the local gambling houses. They started traveling to go gamble. They started buying lotto tickets and lottery tickets or whatever kind of stuff this called. Going to the, the, the horse race, the dog race, wherever they could go. That was more exciting than stopping themselves and getting in the Word because he loved the cheerful giver. You got to have patience for God. And if you give, expect it to a ministry that's given all over the world, that's working all over the world, spreading the good news of Jesus, if you give to help that gospel go further, God going to bless you. I know him that they make a budget. I gave and he just came up with a budget. I gave and he opened doors and made ways. I gave and things I forgot was owed to me, was paid to me. I gave, he loved and forgive her. If you give in the right spot, listen to me. If you give in fertile ground, it's fertilized. It's so fertilized, it's jumping, it's jumping, waiting to receive. And when we give, God will give back to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've had people begin to give, and then what happened to them is they started thinking about what needed to be done with, with themselves and forgot to give. But you continue to give and watch what happens. Continue to give and watch what happens. But make sure it's a ministry that of help is helping other people, is spreading the good news of Jesus, is witnessing. Because when you do this, God will move for you. I give to a ministry called Inspiration. They spread the gospel all over the world in places I had never even heard of. But I can't go to those places. So they go for me. My money helped them to go for me. And God give me credit for it. Hallelujah. He opened a door. And I can tell you, when I don't give that money, I know the, I feel the difference. I see the difference. I pay them tithes and offerings. Tithes and offerings. I don't just give tithes. I give an offering. And not only that, I give to other ministries and in other places, especially concerning people, because people need to hear the word of God. They need to eat. And they taught me this because I thought, okay, uh, let me minister, and then I give them a bag of lunch. Let me minister, and then I do this and that. Let me minister, I take them to McDonald's. Let me minister, I bring them back a Burger King meal. Listen. 
feed them first. They can hear better. Their stomach full. I know how I feel when I'm starving. Feel like I'm starving. I'm ready to eat right now. I thank God for the food. But Lord, I need something to eat. Yeah. And we never look down on people. That we don't do. And I know people hear me talk about the makeup and all of that and the weave and all of that. I'm telling you, I know what I'm talking about. God, Apostle Paul, God gave him a dress code. I'm going to read it one day. Matter of fact, I'm going to read it tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to bring it forth in good standings tomorrow. Because people get mad about that thing. When you talk about that paint, they painting on their face and them brows and lashes. Oh, you got to fight around here. Yeah, I wish you would close to me. I'll knock her out. Yeah, because they don't like that. They want to do what it is they want to do. They want to look like the world and declare God. That's some kind that become wickeder and wiser without knowing it. See, many people don't know what you're doing. You'll say things without opening your mouth. Your actions speak louder than any words, and that's what God counts, your actions, not what you say. You hear what we say, but he's looking at what we're doing. It'll mess these people up out here. I mean, for years, I've messed these people up. They don't teach them about the anointing. They don't teach them about true faith. They don't teach them how to stand on the word of God and have to stand and stand some more. Uh-uh. It's like I can give God when I want to, but most times I got to give to me. Oh, it's, it's something serious. It is something serious. But I thank God for his word. I thank God for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. I thank God for being on our side today in spite of us. Because we're that faithful few. Not a whole bunch of us. But those that are faithful. Yeah. Because see, what, what we're looking at is what God's looking at. If we remain faithful, he'll be faithful unto us. Well, he's faithful unto us anyway. But one day he'll give us a crown of life that will never fade away. Hallelujah. And that's what we after. We after the crown of life. Yeah. We after that high calling in, in Jehovah, our God. After that high call in Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what we after. We thank God for stuff and things. Yes, Lord, we appreciate you. We love you. We're grateful unto you for that high calling. Hallelujah. That's what we are after. In Jesus. Yeah. And it's already all right this morning. And again, we thank God. Listen, the studio is open. I'm opening it up a few minutes early. If anyone has something today they would like to say, Please feel free to press that number one and come in. You may want to go back to one of the scriptures, one of the chapters. Yeah, and, and you may want to discuss something about one of those chapters. And if that be the case, come on in. Hallelujah. God is faithful. I'm looking back at chapter 24. Today I'm going back all the way to 14 and bring myself up to 25 in my study. But listen. Abraham was old and well stricken in age. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things, all things. 
I'm even going back. I want you to remember this right here. I want you to remember this. He left Abraham in all things. That's what his words say. I think it's verse 14. I'm going back there to take a look right quick. I, I was thinking we would get out early, but I want to go back away. Just, just, just maybe the 14. And uh, there's a part there that God spoke to Abraham and gave him instructions, told him what to do, told him what to become. Yeah. And we know that he called Abraham friend. I believe Abraham, and he did. He believed like no other. He was willing to get that boy up. He loved so much. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's not quite 14. Let's go to 15. I believe that's where it's at. Let's see. All right. In, in, in verse 15, I want you to notice this. In verse 1, after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And that's what we want God to be to us today. Our shield and our exceeding great reward. That's what we want in God. And Abram said, Lord God, what will thou give me? Seeing I go childless. Childless. And the steward of my house is this Eliza of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold to me, thou hast given no seed. And lo, one born in my house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now towards heaven and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. Listen, and, and, and listen, and he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. Yeah. He counted Abraham faith. He counted how much Abraham believed in him as righteousness. Not what Abraham was doing, had done, or was going to do, but our faith. It's very important when it comes to the things of God. Look how old he was. And God told him what was going to happen. One boy, Isaac. And look at the nation of Abraham. You can't count them. It's impossible. Because many people, you don't know where they are. They're in places we never heard of. Yeah. But he told him too. I, I want to look right quick. Let's go back and look right quick at 16. Is this the one I want to see? He told Abraham about becoming perfect. Did, did y'all hear that part? I'm looking for that. I've done so much, I bypassed. Wait a minute, y'all. I know this is what he told him. Told him to go and be perfect. He gave him instructions. On some things to do. And if you do this, you know, I, I, I'm blessing you. And he did. Abraham was blessed. 
all that silver and gold and cattle and had so much the land couldn't hold him and his nephew. The nephew followed him. Lot. Lot wanted to be blessed, and I cannot blame Lot for wanting to be blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now the Lord said unto Abel, get thee out of the country. No, that's not it either. All right, maybe it's in 16. I want us to see this. Because he told him about being perfect. Now, what did I tell you? <laughs> ah, thank you, Lord. Yeah. So I'm looking for, I'm, I'm talking, but I'm looking. Now, that one, it's got to be between 14 and 15. But anyway, we're moving on in Jesus' name. Is there anyone have something this morning they would like to say? Please feel free to press that number one and come in. And a good morning to you, Sion. Uh, good morning to you, Minister Shonda. God bless you this morning. And uh, good morning to your Sister Rita. And God bless you this morning. Good morning to you, Elia. Oh, but Pastor David. Good morning to you, and God bless you this morning, sir. Good morning to your Sister Irene, and God bless you. And good morning to your Sister Dorothy Goodman. God bless you. And uh, God bless you today, Sion. And all that you want to get done, we pray that the Lord bless you to get things done over there. And uh, it's all right today in Jesus' name. We just keep the faith in God and keeping it moving. I um, was talking yesterday to some people, and uh, I was telling them about uh, my son-in-law, the one that, my daughter that died, husband. And I was telling them, you know, he's going through a little bit. He's going through a little bit. And uh, the person said, going through what? (laughs) I said, look, he had a wife. And he had a good wife. And when he became disabled through the military, and although the military was uh, uh, paying him, his wife was sick. His wife was on dialysis almost 10 years, listen to me, from her bed, her sick bed, she found a way to make money to help the husband. He went to work when he got out of the military. He came and went to work for the post office, slanging and lifting boxes. His back was tore up, knees tore up, but he had to work to provide for his family, and that military, everything hadn't kicked in yet. So he did what he could, and when she saw he was suffering, she said, well, I got to help him some kind of way. Let me do something. She was couponing, had a garage full of stuff, and people were coming by out her garage. I went over there to Boston. I, I want your money. Just pick what you want, Mom, and go on. I got plenty over here to sell and to have. A good wife means something. It don't mean that she's becoming his rug now, his doormat. He can just wipe his feet on and his rug. He can just walk on her and he the leader and nobody got nothing to say in the house but him. That's not the way we do it. That's not. And I know people have heard me say about that husband. He is the head of the house. Like Christ is the head of the church and died for it. He's supposed to love his family too. 
and you become humble and obedient to your husband when he leads you through the word of God, when he leads you through prayer, when he's talking to the Lord concerning you, and you know it, and you can even feel it. But if he's not doing that for you, he's just a rascal. I don't got nothing for that. And no other true woman who believed God either. She, she don't have nothing for that. Well, maybe we should try the lottery. No, we're not going to try that. We're going to try giving more. We ain't got enough. That, that's what the man who's not living before God right, who's not loving God, that's what he'll tell you. And see, if you do that, you're unequally yoked. Now, we understand you got married before you got saved and both of y'all was walking on the same path because how can two walk together except they agree? But if both of y'all in the Lord, you were saved and he was saved and y'all got married, y'all supposed to be checking the scriptures and checking prayer and keeping each other lifted up so that I can remain humble to my husband so that I can remain obedient to my husband. But the day you step out of God, that's the day I'm stepping out of you. Yeah. Because I can stay if I want to or I can go. And if I see you don't step out, I got to go. Because we're back to this. We're not agreeing. So we can't walk together. You want a club, I'm going to camp revivals, churches. I'm spreading the good news of Jesus. I'm traveling, feeding people. I'm helping people with bills and things. And this is what you got for me. No, sir. I got to go because I can't let nothing separate me. Nothing from his love, from obeying him. I can let nothing do it. I got to be careful. That's why you got to make your calling and election sure. Make sure this is who God called you to and you didn't call yourself to it. I did that before in 1977. I called my own husband and messed up really bad. I chose him and he chose me. God ain't have nothing to do with that. I'm telling you, he allowed it. He did allow it. But no sir and no man, that was not him. That was us and our flesh. Yeah. So today we want to be careful and we want to go to the word of God Concerning everything. Now she talking about the makeup and everything. Let me go to the word. And I know you want me to give you all the instructions and, and every little piece of it. Nope. The word says study to show thyself approved. A workman needs not be ashamed rightly to bind the word of truth. That's for you too. That's not just for people you're going to run into and witness to. It's for you. But when you get mad about the truth, you don't know. So find out what God said and be willing to obey him. Yeah. Be willing to come out the tight-fitted clothes. Yeah. Be, with, be willing to stop looking like, you know, a, a man can buy you. you. You dress for success or prostitution and whoring. Come out of that. They don't know if you're saved or, or what you is. They heard you say something about God, but... Yeah, and I'm telling you, it, it do me all the time. And I pray and I ask the Lord to help me with that. I don't want to judge nobody and I don't want to be against nobody. Because each one of us are different. 
there's a way that seems right to a man, and that's a generic term, man or woman, but the end thereof is destruction. You got to be careful. Because if you're wearing all this stuff, them spirits lurking, and at any given moment, I promise you, they'll snatch your mind. Yeah, they will snatch your mind and have you doing things that you think is looking right and you're looking crazy. All kind of stuff. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. So we pray this morning for a genuine humble when it comes to the people of God that we can be a true blessing. But yet we got to tell them the truth. And let me tell the truth in love. I know you hear me laughing a little bit, but that, that's, that's neither here nor there, and that have nothing to do with you. Yeah. Sometimes God is showing me things, different things. So look, we thank him. We give him praise, glory, and honor. We lift up the name of Jesus. Everywhere we go, we lifting him up. And it's already all right today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm grateful unto him this morning. There's none like him. Listen, we're going to one more song of the morning, and when we come back, if no one has anything they would like to say this morning, I'm going to pray us out, and we pray the Lord bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. We also want to pray for Brother Louis, and we want to pray for Jessica Ray. Uh, her dad is waiting on a kidney and a heart, if I'm not mistaken, and she asked for prayer for both parents, for her mother and her father and her dad. So we're going to pray for them, too. How many come in here to have church tonight? Oh, you're in the right place.
thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. We thank you this morning. Father, we thank you. We thank you for all you've done for us. Thank you for what you're doing right now. And Father, we thank you for what you're going to do. You're the great and mighty God that have all power. You're almighty God, and there's no higher power. You're almighty God, Jehovah, that so loved the world you gave your only begotten son. And we thank you this morning for what you've done already. We thank you. We can't say thank you enough. We thank you for what you're doing right now. Great and mighty things for us that you're doing right now. Father, because of you, we're breathing. Hallelujah. We have life, health, and strength. Or we have use of an activity of our limbs. It may not be all the limbs that we want. But God, we can hear, we can see, we can talk, we can move. And we thank you this morning. And Father, we bring Brother Louis before you this day. Asking, Father, that you would touch and heal his body. And Lord, we know the medicine say five to six weeks. But God, we ask that you would dry this thing up right now from the root. Cut it out from the root that it never returned to him again. In the name of Jesus. Bless Sherry, God. Touch and heal her body. You know what a heart's desire is. And God, especially in healing, move today in a mighty way. In the name of Jesus, we trust you. Oh, you're all I got when it, you're all we have when it comes to healing. Nobody can heal like you. You took a beating for the healing of the nation. Father, there's yet healing in the hem of your garment, and we're pressing in this morning, expecting to be made whole by you in the name of Jesus. You heal all manner of sickness and disease. Do it today in the name of Jesus. And Father, we bring Jessica Ray, mom and dad, before you. And we ask that you would touch and heal this man. Lord, when they bring a kidney, when they bring a heart, let his go back already working like you designed it to do. Make it over in him again. Give him a new heart. Give him a new kidney. Strengthen his wife, God. Strengthen her as she go through with her husband. In the name of Jesus, lift her head up and remind her that you're almighty God and there's nothing too hard for you to do. We ask it this morning in the name of Jesus. And Father, bless every caller and every listener, every household represented here, every family member, every friend, near and far. Those that are coming through the archives and the podcast, bless today, Lord, as only you can do in the name of Jesus. And we know you're able. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Oh, we thank you today, Father. We thank you for what you're doing right now. And Father, as we depart this morning, bless our going out. Bless our coming in. Meet the need in our lives according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. Lord, sometimes we we think we need something and we think it's, we're desperate for it. And God, we just need it so bad. But Lord, if you have not moved, that means we didn't need it. It's not unto death. But we shall live, all of us, and not die to declare the works of the Lord. We thank you this morning. And Father, I ask that every call and every listener, you stir up the gifts in them, that they'll become workers unto you in the vineyard. Not sometime, but all the time. And Lord, they won't be Sunday Christians. 
They won't go to church on Sunday and Monday. They turn back to their wicked ways until next Sunday. But God, give them a mind and a heart to study their Bible at home and open up their wisdom and knowledge. You said, and all I get and get understanding. And teach us all how to apply this word, your word, to our everyday life in the name of Jesus. Don't let us think we got it down pat, God. Continue to bless us to strive for the truth. Always. No matter what we think we know. Bless us to strive and continue for the sake of your word in the name of Jesus. For your word is a Lord. Your word is a lamp unto our feet. Thank you, Jesus. And a light unto our path. And forever, O oh God, that word is settled already in heaven. Help us to think on these things, whatever is good, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is honest. And Lord, stir up the virtue in us today. That we say what we mean and mean what we say. And that we watch our thoughts. To be careful even of our thinking. Help us today. That we'll be a people that's pleasing unto you. And that we'll do the things that you can accept. In the name of Jesus. We thank you. We give you glory. Father, we give you honor. and We give you praise. Open up financial doors. Money answers all things, Father. All things. And we have some things we want to pay. All of us. We have some things we want to purchase. All of us. Move today for us. In the precious name of Jesus. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Or do it for us. Hey, pass your blessings out upon us, your people. Help us this morning, oh God. Help us, help us. That we'll keep our mind on you. We know you're keeping us in perfect peace. Help us this morning that we'll lift you up. For you alone are worthy, hallelujah. And your word says, if you be lifted up, you'll draw all men unto you. Do it today. In the precious name of Jesus, we ask it all. And Father, anything we miss today, we ask that you would take it up. For we are man, we know not what to pray for. But Lord, we know that you know what's best for us. But Father, we ask that God, you would take it up this morning and do it for us. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you the honor and praise. And Father, we worship you in spirit and in truth from a sincere heart today. We thank you again. Can't say thank you enough. Asking it all again in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Widowers and bereaved families, intercessors and prayer people, those that are incarcerated. Father Israel in Jerusalem, all our brothers and sisters overseas, have mercy this morning. Preachers everywhere, preaching in the name of Jesus and obedience unto you and love for your people. America and the leadership, have mercy this morning. Continue, O oh God. And Lord, I ask that you would bring us all back to you wholeheartedly. In the name of Jesus, we thank you right now. Amen and hallelujah. 
we're going to our last song of the morning. And after the song, I won't be coming back. But may the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent, one from another, in the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I seek the blessings of Almighty God upon you, June the 21st, 2023, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So we're going to our last one, and we pray again that the Lord bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed day, and I keep looking up, keep looking up to God. Hallelujah. He's the authenticity of our faith. There's nothing too hard for him to do today. Anything you don't want, tell God about it. And what you want, tell him what you want. Yeah. You heard him say it many times. He's on the main line. You can tell him what you want. He's never too busy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. As we depart, I want y'all to lift your hands and just tell God thank you. That's all. And watch what he does for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
unknown caller. 